Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hi, I'm Bill's defensive end, Greg Russo, and you're listening to Nate and the Fellas on Circling the Wagons podcast. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills! Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times. Here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. Hey Bills fans, welcome to another episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Bills podcast. I am your host, Nate. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We are excited to talk to you about the Bills' final preseason game. We're going to talk about the uh, takeaways from the Bills' 24-21 win against the Chicago Bears in Chicago, some of the biggest takeaways. Um, Sweet Sassy Molassi plays the game, Wall of Fame, Wall of Shame, who we're putting on there. And uh, and we got some exciting news at the end for our podcast for Circling the Wagons that I want to discuss with you guys later. But first, this episode is brought to you by the Twin Spire Sportsbook at Delago. If you are in the Western New York area or Central New York area, do yourselves a favor and check out the Twin Spire Sportsbook at the Delago Resort and Casino. It is a fun time. I was just describing it to some friends that we were visiting this weekend. I'm like, you if you've never been to a sportsbook, um in the area, or if you have been like, this is just a cool experience. There's like 20 something screens. I mean, they're all playing even on a football Sunday. I mean, they got every game on, they have basketball games, you know, they have golf. I mean, it's got, it's a really cool, uh, fun experience. You will enjoy it. Um, so let's get right into this. Um, I'm joined by my co-hosts, John and Mike fellas. Uh, the preseason's officially over. It's officially over. There's two weeks left until the regular season when the Bills face off against the Jets in New Jersey on Monday night football. Uh, how are you guys feeling? Are you feeling good? Are you feeling a little anxious or or what? John, I'll start with you. I'm feeling fantastic. I cannot wait for this undefeated season. It is going to be glorious. John, John, ever optimistic. I love it. Mike, what about you? I'm feeling all right. <laughs> John, Mike's like this is the most excited I've ever been for anything. <laughs> this is, I hate to wish. I uh, just I just found out Bob Barker died, so I'm a little down, I'm a little down. Oh yeah. You keep talking about things that are over, like Bob's over, man. He had a good run. Preseason's over. <laughs> BB's ticker. Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, it's like one of those things like you don't really think about. Like I thought he died ten years ago, but. <laughs> well, then you should be happy because he had all this whole time from that. 10 years ago. Was it a good 10 years? I don't know. But didn't you, like, staying home from school sick, you'd always turn on the prices, right? There was nothing else on. Yeah. Yeah, that's glad. That's the only time I ever got a chance to watch it. Yeah. yeah. Do you know how old he was? 100. No, no, he's right before 100, right? He was 99. 
<laughs> Leave it to Bob Barker, man. You're closest to 100 without going over. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I was waiting for that one. Uh, I, I, I watched that scene over because everyone was posting the Happy Gilmore scene with yeah. Bob Barker. And that's I probably know him better from that from the, than the actual show, although I watched the show you know a bunch of times. But like that movie was so fun. You know, growing up and watching that—that that was a—that was a—that was an incredible scene. The fact that Bob Barker, being who he was, and you know, at the top of his level of you know game shows for so long and whatever, to have that kind of sense of humor to do that bit <laughs> with Happy Gilmore, where they beat the snot out of each other, like that's—you got to be a cool guy to do that, right? Like you're not just—I mean, unless they paid him like crazy, which I don't think they had the money. Or like money. Or he yeah, likes cool money. Guy. Or it likes money. <laughs> Didn't they redo one where like Bob was like sick a few years ago or something when he was in the hospital and they redid the Bob Barker <laughs> Happy Gilmore thing with Adam Sandler? That was I think you sent me that one. That was a good one. So yeah. R.I.P. Bob Barker. Get your pets spade and neuter, right? I think it's spade or neutered, spade isn't it? Spade and neuter. Do both just to make sure. Yeah. <laughs> Can't be too safe. Can't be too safe. <laughs> Uh, I, you know what? I always appreciated that. We always, we, especially for, you know, a podcast that, you know, just mentioned how we didn't like, you know, the ones that were, uh, too, uh, terrible to the animals or whatever, like kill two birds with one stone, skin a cat, like million ways to skin a cat. Like, yeah, I appreciate a, a guy that, uh, that likes animals. So anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, well, thank you guys for joining us. We're going to talk about the bills 24, 21, um, when, uh, last preseason game of the season. Um, to be honest, so like I'll go with my, I'll start off with my biggest takeaway from this. There's not a lot to take away. Um, Josh Allen and the first team offense was on the field for one drive, and then they kept a lot of the offensive linemen in, and even James Cook in for the second drive. Um, which I thought was interesting with Kyle Allen as quarterback, which I which I think is a good idea because you need Kyle Allen to you know get some sort of rapport with that offensive line. Uh, in general, just in case he has to go, and it's not like the first time he's ever played behind them. Uh, but there wasn't a whole lot to take away. You know, there were some some bright spots. Uh, the run game I thought looked pretty good. Some of the defense looked pretty good too, as well. I mean, you got to understand, like the the Bears are one of the worst teams in the NFL. Um, at least they have been the last few seasons. So uh, it's good that the Bills were look good against them, even depth wise. So less penalties, which is always a good thing, but not much to take away from this game, like. Big picture wise, um, so John, I'll start with you. I mean, is there anything that 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 seemed to shine for you, good or bad, stand out? Yeah, I think just the general—I don't know what you would call it energy or whatever—out of the gate. Um, the defense forced two, three, and outs in the you know Josh Allen led offense right down, scored a touchdown on their first possession. Um, only two penalties in the game, which is something we brought up in both of the last two games. Um, I thought that was huge. Um, McDermott let the assistant coach call the defensive plays, which was interesting. I thought he did well. Um, I guess McDermott said that he wanted to kind of like keep an eye on things, you know, other things during this game. So he let um, the assistant coach call defensive plays. And post game one of the reporters asked McDermott if that would be the case week one like what was he going to do for play calling and McDermott of course is like oh we'll see you know how it goes type of thing but that was encouraging that like it's you know it doesn't necessarily have to be all on McDermott and they got somebody else that can do it right yeah yeah I'm glad you brought that up John it's good it was a good uh it was a good game to 
exhibition to try and, and try some of those things out for sure. Absolutely. Mike, any thoughts, anything that, that, that stood out to you this game or just another preseason come and gone? Just a big sigh of relief. I don't like seeing the starters out there in the last preseason game. So happy that there wasn't a horrific injury that would completely derail the season. Thank you. So I wasn't going to bring this up. I mean, I think I might have at some point. I think I was going to do in the wall of shame, but like my wall of shame was starting the starters at all today or in that in that game rather. And I know I'm in the minority of of people who think that because I put a poll on Twitter and like 59% of people were like, yeah, play the starters. And 39% of people were like, don't play the starters. 40 or yeah, no, 50, 60, 59 to 41. Anyway, so the majority is surprised at that, right? Because I'm, I'm with you. I wouldn't have played Josh Allen or Poyer or Hyde or Milano. Like, I wouldn't play Diggs. Any of those guys gets hurt, like, especially Allen and Diggs. <laughs> Don't, either of those guys get hurt, you're, you're done, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just so he can get a couple of catches. Like, I did. I was just like, why are you targeting Stefan Diggs? Like, Don't even target him. Throw it out of bounds. I don't care. Like, I don't want him to get hit, right? I, I can understand, like, both sides of it. But I definitely would vote in the don't start those guys category. Yeah, you know, so this is my logic with it. And I'm glad it's funny that we're all on the same page. All three of us are never usually all on the same page. But the 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 negatives far outweigh the positives in this, right? Like the, the whole point was that people were saying, you know, the, the Bills have to get into a rhythm. They can't have that many penalties. It's like, okay, so they had they got into a decent rhythm. Um, they scored and they didn't have a lot of penalties. Does that mean that carries over to week one in Monday Night Football? Like, I don't know if momentum carries in from week to week as it does, like, maybe during a game, right? Like, during a game, I think things can switch and, you know, you can have momentum. But, like, week to week, I mean, best case scenario is what happened, is that nothing happened. No injuries. No, I mean, they scored a touchdown. Good. The game doesn't matter. Like, no, no penalties. That's the best case scenario. The absolute worst case scenario is so much worse than the best case scenario, right? The worst case scenario is Josh Allen uh, gets hit in the knee randomly by a guy that you know got blocked into his knee, or because Spencer Brown whiffed on someone, all of a sudden they they cave in Josh Allen's knee and he's done for the season, right? And all because we wanted to make sure they got in a rhythm. Like it's just, I know it didn't happen, so we're lucky it didn't happen. But anytime you expose your your starting quarterback to that sort of that sort of play in a game that doesn't matter, I don't know. There there's certain players that I think like if Josh Allen, if this was his first season, I could totally get it. I totally get it. He needs to get you know some chemistry with his wide receivers, his tight ends, or whatever. But otherwise, like why? Like even Dalton Kincaid was out a little bit longer than I I wanted him to. I think he was out past the first two drives or something like that. Like get him out of there. We don't need Dalton Kincaid. No, no, that's okay. Put out someone else. Put out the backups. Put up all the backups. So, um, yeah, I'm glad we all agree on that. I did not think that. The majority of fans don't agree with us, but we agree with each other, and that's all that matters. So um, some some folks on Twitter, I put, you know, what were your, some of your biggest takeaways from the preseason game? Stu McAllister writes, Josh looked good. Some of the wide receivers did not help themselves getting to get on the team. Special teams looked poor. Blocked punt, missed kicks, long runbacks given up. I love that he brought that up. I'm going to bring that up in a second. Uh, running running game was good. Backups versus backups. We miss Edmonds. <laughs> no injuries from what I recall. Cutdowns will be interesting. Stu brought up some some really good points there. Stu was at the game. He messaged me. He's like, I'm going to be at the game. I'm like, that's really cool. It's cool that he was able to do that. So, um, yeah, the first thing I'm going to bring up that he mentioned was uh, the special teams looked poor. Um, that's 
that's annoying to me. And, and I'll tell you why. It's because the Bills put so much effort into keeping guys or drafting guys or signing guys that are special team specific. And then, you know, you would think if you did that much that like they'd be pretty good or at least above average. And then when they don't look above average, it's just, it's frustrating as a fan. It's like, well, then why are you allocating these players and all that resources? Like just put in a backup cornerback as your gunner or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, is, is it that much different than if you hadn't spent that much draft capital or whatever, like Justin Shorter, like I'm glad that he's getting some reps at wide receiver, but I think he was originally drafted to mostly do special teams to begin with. And I think, you know, we're going to talk about the 53 man roster on another episode, but uh, another episode very soon, obviously, because the cutdowns are Tuesday, I believe. So, uh, well, the funny yeah. thing is, the special teams hasn't looked that good this preseason. <laughs> so. Yeah, they looked they looked awful. <laughs> yeah, they've looked they've looked terrible. Like so, uh, yeah. <laughs> this is it's a frustrating place to be in because I think I think the majority of special teams. This has always been my opinion, is that they're like ninety percent of them are like okay, right? Like they're not great, they're not terrible, they're okay, and then like ten percent of them are like either really good or terrible, right? So the Bills have been, I would say, over the, the last few years, been on more on the terrible side than, like, average side even. Like, they had to fire their coach. Like, it's, it's, it hasn't been good. Then they signed a few guys, and it looks okay, but it's still never been great. It's just been okay. You're talking about guys, like, taking up roster spots, like Taiwan Jones, and, like, guys that only do special teams, Tyler Medikavich. Like, I'm all for that. I'm all for you signing these guys to, like, decent special teams contracts as long as they, you know, as long as everything's good or they're, they're blocking or whatever. So anyway, it's funny they said about Edmonds. I didn't even notice. I noticed he was on the telecast. I think they only had him out for one drive, but not really noticeable <laughs> for Edmonds. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what they what they do at, at middle linebacker. And we'll talk about that in the 53-man cutdown podcast. But um, Dotson was out there for a while. So I'm not sure yeah. exactly what that means for him. I, it's, it's probably Dotson's by default right now because Bernard's been injured. And mm-hmm. it, like, you know, you look at both Dotson and Klein aren't good in coverage. No. And the way, like, the middle linebacker position is involved over the years, like, you have to cover also. Um, so that's that's kind of tough. And I, I think if Bernard was healthy, he probably would have a leg up on the, on the starting spot right now. I think it's only Tyrell Dotson's by default. I don't think he earned it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think he, he won the job. It's been more of, like, they... Terrell Bernard got injured. It's also AJ Klein was in that role against the Colts and he didn't look that good. So then they gave it back to Dodson, but he's not winning it from everyone. He's just hasn't completely lost it from everyone. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And then you, I mean, yeah, exactly. And you got Balin Spector and Matikavich in the mix, but you know, they're probably more special teams. Are you going to do it like a, that, um, that Jurassic Park clip for Dodson? <laughs> When he makes it, like Dodson, Dodson, we've got Dodson here. <laughs> I, I will now. <laughs> Dodson, we've got that's good. and then and then it's perfect because it goes into that seat. Nobody cares. <laughs> uh, I think Dodson makes a team. I saw some some articles recently where they had Tyrell Dodson as a surprise cut. I don't see it at this point. No way. I don't see that. He's yeah. He's on the team. Yeah. Um, but that's going to be fun to talk about in the next episode. <laughs> uh, this one's is from John at JB Go Bills. It just says Super Bowl. It's a terrible take. I don't know why anyone would write that. With an what explanation a, point. Lazy. lazy. <laughs> uh, 
Man, thank thank God that that person doesn't have a podcast <laughs> platform to. to it doesn't even out. have any likes. <laughs> <laughs> nobody yeah, likes that. There's a reason why nobody likes it. It's terrible. Nobody likes the Bills going to Super Bowl. I don't know. I don't know what to say anymore. <laughs> it's like they don't care about that team, I guess, or it was just lazy. <laughs> you should have been like seventeen and no Super Bowl. Here we come. I think that would have gotten one like. <laughs> I think I also um, responded a day later, so by then everybody's already past that. Yeah, that's that's true. They blame it on the day later. True, it's got nothing to do with it. <laughs> that's funny. If I was Alex, the first first response, then I would have gotten some likes. Oh yeah, Super Bowl first. <laughs> Alex Nowak writes: The starters didn't have any penalties. I don't read much into the preseason, but penalties are strictly disciplined, and it was nice to see the starting units have clean series. See that. Th- I'm going to go back into that thing because does that really matter from game to game? You know, like, could they have just used that first series against the jets to prove that they don't need penalties? Like, right. Like why did they have to expose those guys to potential injury in this game? That did not matter, especially when most of the people that are playing first string offense, they're not rookies. Like they've, they played at least one to two seasons. I mean, Josh Allen, this is what a sixth season. Like this isn't new for a lot of these guys. Like they've been in, so much, I don't know. Well, to be fair, there's, I mean, there are a couple of new starters on the offense, right? You got Kincaid, you got Torrance, and like guys getting used to each other and gelling. So like, that's part of it too, not just the penalties. True. That's, that's part of it for sure. But like the other thing is like, they're practicing all the time, right? Like they're practicing together all the time, sometimes in pads, sometimes in knots, sometimes live tackling, sometimes not, sometimes contact. But an actual game against another team, it's completely different. I'm with you. I'm just devil's advocate here. Like I, I wouldn't have started them, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I can see the other side. I can see the other side. It's just a terrible side. <laughs> I can see their, their thoughts, but it's just like big, big picture. I remember Wes Welker was playing in a, like a third preseason or fourth preseason game randomly. Cause Bill Belichick wanted him to, and then he tore his ACL just running a route. Like then he was lost for the entire season. You don't think that was important? Like you don't think injuries like that can happen? Like Tommy Doyle's injury the week before, where he tore his other knee or his other ACL on the other knee. Like that's that can happen. Just yeah, it's terrible. And he he got hurt the week before that even. So it's like I know he should get comeback player of the year next year if he comes back, which we all hope he does. Mark writes, uh, Scott Webster says first fifty three man roster cut is going to be tough. Yeah, that's always a good issue. It's always a good problem to have. We kind of forget that, but um, they played 50. Mark writes, they played much more physical than the week before with more purpose. Need to shore up some special teams issues. Still need a starting caliber middle linebacker. They just don't have it. Cut day should be interesting. Fatty Cool Cat writes, if Sean is going to call the defense. That's the biggest takeaway. He's wondering. I think he's wondering if he or she. I shouldn't assume Fatty Cool Cat is a is a he, but... <laughs> going to call the defense matt one writes people take preseason too seriously yeah just don't start any of your starters during preseason right Uh, you won't take it seriously and then chuck writes 53 is dog shit he's talking about tyrell dodson (laughs) like i don't hate tyrell dodson i don't think he's great but i didn't love you know tremaine edmonds either i don't know i don't i don't know if that's fair to rag on him like that um so it is what it is they didn't he wasn't good enough to win the starting job for the last three seasons that he was on the roster, why would you think he'd automatically be as good as Tremaine Edmonds or even close to that? Like he's, he's not. And I don't, they ran out AJ Klein again, a guy that, that can't hang on with any team besides the Buffalo bills for, for that long. I think he was with the saints maybe last year. And then he was cut or waved or something like that. But like, 
like none of these guys have shown starting level potential, and Terrell Bernard is just the wild card, but he's injured. So I'm much more worried about the blocking of the Buffalo Bills than I am at middle linebacker for the defense. That just I just figured that the middle linebacker isn't going to be great. That's all I have to. And, but I'm worried that you know Josh Allen isn't going to have enough time because Spencer Brown is whiffing on a second string defensive end that's crushing Kyle Allen in the backfield. Like that, I don't like. That worries me more, and I think it should worry Bills fan a lot more than who the guy is, who the one eleventh is on the on the defense that you know is is calling the plays when he's next to like All Pro Matt Milano. You know, like, I'm much more worried about the Bills offensive line than I am about the middle linebacker spot. I I might disagree with that just for the exact point that you brought up. Like, there's only one player on the defense that's got the the mic and the helmet. And it's the middle linebacker. He runs everything. So that's very important. Um, the offensive line isn't the best, but I think like I, I thought Brown did find this. I didn't hear his name called for anything bad, right? That means he probably did okay. <laughs> um, yeah, he was all right. He was all right. I rewatched a few plays where like. The pocket broke down for Josh Allen. Again, another reason not to stop him because he loves to run, you know, and he loves to take contact. So he's just running out there. And like one of the main reasons it pissed me off. And I'll tell you why. I'm glad you brought that up, John, is because the Bears were doing a four man rush against the Buffalo Bills and their offensive line could not handle that four man rush for more than a second and a half. Which is frustrating. It's frustrating on a number of different levels. It's frustrating because, like, I, I know the Bears don't have a terrible offensive line or defensive line. They have Yannick and Gakwe. Like, it's pretty, it's, it's okay. It's not the Steelers' defensive line by any means, but like he got flushed out of the pocket. They couldn't protect him for very long on that one play. And then it also pissed me off because the Bills' defense for the four man front usually can't get that kind of pressure against the opposing offense. So it made me a little bad. But yeah, yeah, Spencer Brown didn't look good there either on, on that play. But then again, none of the offensive line did on that one either. Yeah, I mean, and that's tough too. I mean, and then you look at swing tackle, Doyle's out. So that's that's, that's a hard hit. Um, Questenberry was not great last year. And I'm he's not, continuing that streak of not yeah. being good. Vandemark, though, Vandemark mm. has been playing decently. He could, both him and Questenberry could make the roster. Now you're talking my language. A guy, they, they, we'll talk about, I know we're going to get into 53-man roster, but we have to mention some of it now. I can't see a situation where they let go of Vandemark at this point now. I mean, Joe B did a whole article about him. Like the, This is a guy that I think that they, they had him on the practice squad almost all last season. And he's looking pretty, he's looking halfway decent. He's not looking as good as, you know, some of the stars necessarily, but it looks like he has promise, right? Not so as good as Spencer Brown. <laughs> I think he might even, who knows, who knows? At this point, he probably isn't as good. But then again, you're not going to risk yeah. your <laughs> risk. Well, your also, I was also that. seeing that Vendemark feels more comfortable at left tackle. Um, if like as a, you know, so I don't know. Well, Questenberry's got to stay because that was going to be Brandon Shell's position, but he right. ended up retiring. So now they have to keep a veteran. You're not going to keep – Vandemark was a 2022 undrafted free agent out of UConn. So this is – he's only had one season in the, in the league, and it was most it was practice squad. So you're definitely not going to you know trust your franchise quarterback with, with that necessarily. They could keep both. They could keep 10 offensive linemen. They've done, yeah, in the last five years, they've kept either nine or 10. So they could keep 10. They could keep four tackles and um, six in the interior. That's a possibility. Yeah, I think this this year, I think that that's what they do. Um, but we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. So uh, stats of the game, let me go over those real quick. Um, for those of you that haven't listened to us during the regular season, we do something similar for each game at the end of the game. We do a recap. 
uh, podcast where we talk about you know stats of the game, you know general thoughts on the game, uh, sweet sassy molassy plays of the game, and who we put on our wall of fame and our wall of shame for that particular week. Um, stats of the game: Kyle Allen, eighteen for thirty-four, one hundred sixty-two yards, one touchdown, one interception, continuing his preseason streak of not looking great um, at all and not looking absolutely terrible, but not looking great. Josh Allen's five for seven, forty-nine yards. Um, Darrington Evans, the lead rusher for the Buffalo Bills, nine attempts, 65 yards, one touchdown. He had that long 35-yard run for a touchdown, which uh, which was really cool. Ty Johnson, the Bills just picked up recently, uh, 11 carries for 51 yards, uh, no touchdowns. And then Damian Harris was seven for 25, one touchdown. This was the first uh, work that we saw for Damian Harris this entire uh, preseason because he's been injured. Uh, so this was, that was good to see. It was good to see him get into the game and get that touchdown. I still think we have a really good one. Like I, I shouldn't say one-two combo because James Cook is a starter. We have a really good two-three combo between Damian Harris and Latavius Murray. I like that combination. I felt I feel better about that running back combination than maybe I have for a while. Even with like Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, or you know James Cook, Devin Singletary. Like this, I don't know. I like this. I like this group. Leading receiver for the Buffalo Bills, Quinn Morris, one target, one reception, 29 yards, one touchdown. <laughs> That's The leading receiver had one catch, 29 yards and a touchdown. So um, a lot of other guys after that, not super important, but um, those are stats of the game. Now let's go into Sweet Sassy Molassi plays of the game. Uh, John, I'll start with you. What, what was your Sweet Sassy Molassi play of the game in the Bills' preseason win over the Bears? I'm going to go with the Darrington Evans touchdown run. Um I think it was like 35 yards. Um, great effort, you know, breaking tackles, get, getting down in there. He, I think, you know, he's playing for a roster spot. You know, he, he, that was a hell of a play. It was. That was my. That was mine, too. It was a good play. It's not only the fact that, like, he had some bursts, he got through the middle, but, like, he didn't go down. He just kept fighting for those. Those guys were trying to bring him down, and he found a way to get to the end zone. Like, I loved it. It reminded me of a little bit of Devin Singletary, like, just fighting off. But he has he has more speed than uh, Devin Singletary has, which which you which you like. So, um, Darrington Evans roster bubble roster bubble. I don't think he makes a team, but um, I see him being a practice squad guy. I see them trying to prioritize him as one of those guys. I don't think I think they keep four running backs, and I don't think he's one of them. So, but it was good to see. Like I'm sure they might want to keep Ty Johnson potentially. You know, if they can't get for some reason they can't get Darrington Evans, maybe they keep Ty Johnson instead. When you say four running backs, are you including Gilliam or no? Yes, yes, I am. Even though okay. technically he could be a tight end, right? So, um, yeah, I but he's, he's been playing fullback, though, right? Fullback, yeah. So that's where I keep him in. Another core special teamer, a guy that could potentially catch the ball um, out of the backfield or you know in line or something like that. Um, yeah. So let's go into a, who who are we going to put on our wall of fame in this in this game? Um, Mike, I'll start off with you. Is there anyone that you put on the Wall of Fame? Maybe someone we mentioned already, someone new. I think you kind of listed it earlier. No injuries, right? That's almost that's almost worthy. But can I do that? You it could, seems seems like something you do, or it seems like lazy. Seems like a John move. <laughs> a John. <laughs> no, John. John. No offense, John. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds terrible, like a John move. No offense, John. <laughs> no, no. John doesn't do that. John's thing is he gives it to like eight different people. Oh yeah, yeah which I kind of right. I I, I like. will give it the individual award. Sometimes I won't give it to anybody, like on the wall of shame. Like if they have a really good game, it's like, yeah, I'm not gonna give nobody's on the wall of shame, right? Yeah, yeah, you do both, man. You you switch it up. We don't know where you're coming from. <laughs> you're the wild card. You know that it's always sunny in 
Philadelphia, they're like, I'm the brains, he's the looks, Charlie's the wild card. That's that's John. So who's the brains and the looks between? I'm the brains, them? Mike's the look, and John's the <laughs> John's a wild card. John's like ah, I I just I'm happy to get out. Um, games aside, it seems like on ESPN you'd you'd open the app and you'd see guys getting carted off in practice daily. So um, to get through it with everybody intact is all I'm looking for. Yeah, we're we're just thankful. Like there have been injuries, like Naheem Hines' injury before training camp, like the Tommy Doyle injury. We've just been fortunate that it hasn't been a starter, you know, like or anyone. They've all either been backups or third stringers, really. I mean, we lost our starting punter turner and kicker turner in Naheem Hines, but it wasn't like, you know, starting right tackle or left tackle or whatever. So we're very fortunate. No injuries for Mike. John, who do you put on your wall of fame? Um, I'm going to go with Jamarcus Ingram. Um, he had the interception, great special teams tackle, upended the guy on a return. Um, he had a pass breakup on fourth down, um, a couple other tackles. So yeah, I'm going to go go with him. He, he, he was with UB, right? You're asking me this because I'm a UB alumni, and I should yeah, know Yeah, you should know this, right? <laughs> and I'm totally not just uh, Googling this right now. You're going to be uh, like, yes, he no. Went... <laughs> <laughs> That's the stupidest thing you've ever said. No, no, no. <laughs> As a former alumni, Google, Google, Google. Uh, yes, he did go to the University of Buffalo, John. There he you go. Stand- he was a standout there at the in the MAC conference. <laughs> of course, I remember his illustrious co- career at the University of Buffalo. All right. Well, um, it was a standout in the third preseason game against the Bears. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good one, John. I like that one a lot underrated guys like this is the time for those those guys to show up and uh i john you don't have them making your roster i don't have them making my roster but again another no, priority no, not at all yeah <laughs> again but a guy that we'll probably see on the on the practice squad right like another priority sign for sure yeah, yeah definitely a possibility i say priority signing is if he's an undrafted free agent but i think that's a guy that they'll get back and i don't think it'll be an issue i don't think this uh, is his first year either at least i don't have like a rookie next to his name on my sheet. No, this isn't. He's 25 years old. Uh, signed with the Bills as an undrafted free agent in 2022. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. Signed to the Bills practice squad. So, yeah, like a six foot two, 190 pounds. Guys got some wingspan. Yeah. It's tough because they have so many good cornerbacks. I know they do. They do. Like, and there's a guy. Cam Lewis is on the bubble, and I want to keep him, but it's going to be hard to figure out a way because of the other positions. Spoiler alert: I have them keeping Cam Lewis. I like I, I like Cam Lewis. I want to keep him. I really do. Really bad. Speaking of former uh, former UB uh, alumni, Cam Lewis, former cornerback, former cornerback. There we go. I there do remember go. him. See, there you go. <laughs> Who? Anyone remember Naaman Roosevelt? <laughs> yes, yes. Number yeah. eighteen, right? I believe I so. Yeah. Was it 18? Yeah, it must have been. Because 13 was Steven Johnson, 18. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. I was hoping he would make the roster. Man, I would always hope for Naaman Roosevelt. Come on, man. UB guy staying with Buffalo. Like, that just sounds good. It's just like Kenny Pickett playing at the University of Pittsburgh and then going to the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? Like, that's cool. Yeah. I always wanted um, Tebow to go to Jacksonville, right? For Because that's so close to where the Florida Gators play. Like, that would have been cool. But so, yeah. Uh, Wall of Shame. I'm going to go first. It's it's I'm not going to lay out my argument, but just putting the starters in like, I don't know. I, I, I've, I'm a risk averse person 
in real life when it comes to things that are like really super important in the grand scheme of things. Like I'm trying to think of a good example of like wait start out will john lyle come up with an example what is it <laughs> like i'm trying to, i i like to think that i'm risk averse to things in real life like i'm trying to think of like like not even like investing wise but like like maybe things that you're scared to do yes yes why do you want to come up with an example of things i'm scared to do oh what have you come up with so far nothing i just came i just start the thought just came to my mind like i wanted to come up with something i was risk averse to um that I didn't want to, I didn't want to risk. So I went above and beyond to like make sure it was okay. Uh, nothing comes to mind off the top of my head, but, but like, yeah, that's, this is, this is just my, my, my nature, right? Like, like the, you have to outweigh like the good versus the bad, right? Like what good can come of it? Oh, okay. So they got in one series. So they're going to go into the game, maybe confident. Maybe it's a mental thing. Maybe it's just Sean McDermott being like, these guys are going to go into the season. They're going to feel good because they didn't have the, the penalties that they had before. Right. Um, that's all that matters. So, uh, but to me, it's just like, well, again, like that's not indicative of what's going to happen the next game. They had 12 penalties last game. And then this game, they had two penalties. Do you think it's because they played another game? Like what if this game was the Jets game? Then they'd be fine, right? Because they would have worked on not getting penalties every single practice leading up to it. I just, I don't know. Anyway, so that's, I'm not going to go off on that anymore. I've said my 10 minutes on it. John, who's on your wall of shame in, uh, in this preseason, the final preseason game, 2023. Um, this is kind of tough. I mean, I don't have a specific thing. I guess Kyle Allen was inconsistent. Um, showed some good things and bad things. But Kyle was, Allen was more of Kyle Allen, so that was disappointing for sure. Do you think? Go ahead. I was just gonna say it wasn't terrible, but you know, it's one of the probably worst things of the game, right? The the, the inconsistency. Yeah, you were hoping for just a little bit more. Like he didn't look awful, right? Like we can't say he looked awful, but he didn't look good. Now, now, so Joby had an article where he wrote like he had the Bills trading for a quarterback because we know based on tweets from this last weekend that the Bills were in on possibly trading for Trey Lance from the San Francisco 49ers. He ends up getting traded to Dallas for a fourth round pick. Um, I'm sure the Bills weren't willing to give up that much for Trey Lance, you know, as a backup option, but... Uh, so they're interested. They might do that. So Joe B's point was like, they might go after Case Keenum in Houston because Case Keenum right now is the third string quarterback. So you could probably get him for almost nothing. And he signed through 2024, I think, or he signed, he signed through 2024, 2025, he would be a free agent. So the bills could potentially give up a seventh round pick, which I believe they have three of next season. They can give up potentially a seventh round pick next year, get Case Keenum. And have him for two seasons as a backup. I guess, but like, is he? I mean, isn't he in the same tier as Cal Allen and Matt Barkley? Like, it's not that much of a difference, right? I. It depends. It depends on what the coach. Like, his performance has not been remarkably. Like, Kyle Allen's performance has not been remarkably better or worse to me than Case Keenum was when he got a chance. Yeah, um, there I'm was. Just to, I'm just trying to think. Like, you know, Allen, Kyle Allen's got an arm. Matt Barkley's got. A little bit better decision making. Debatable after the last. Coach I game. know. I was just, yeah, as I was saying that. <laughs> he gets the ball out quick. You could say you could get the ball out. He gets the ball out right. quick. Right. <laughs> the well, I mean, it was, a, it was the same thing as last year, right? Like Keenum and Barkley. And like at first it was like, oh, Barkley, Barkley. And then um, Keenum, you know, was more consistent in the end. But I don't know. Like we're screwed if Josh Allen goes down no matter who, no matter what, right? Like you need the- like. I don't know. It's not like they have a Gardner Minshew or like somebody like that as a backup. 
Or Trey Lance. <laughs> yeah. Would you have given up a fourth round pick for Trey Lance? No. Sixth, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I'd do it. A third? Fourth? Fourth? Fourth, sure. Okay. I the thing that I makes me curious about this whole situation is if they don't think Kyle Allen's doing the right things inside the study room, the film room, like as a player, as a leader, or whatever, like they may look at a Case Keenum or a guy that they have experience with that they like better. Like a you know, like that I can't think of anyone off the top of my head. Mitchell Trubisky isn't he's still gonna be the backup there in Pittsburgh, but Yeah, Trubisky would have been okay too. I'd take Trubisky. Yeah. Sign him for a seventh round pick. I think he's gonna make a lot more money. I don't think the Bills can afford him at this no, point. No, no. Yeah, that's the other problem too. Like you you're <laughs> you have a franchise quarterback, you're not gonna pay the backup <laughs> anything, <laughs> no matter Yeah. So I mean if you're picking between Kyle Allen and Barkley, who are you pick who are you taking? Ooh, what, that's a tough one. I think they're going to keep the other ones. Can go on the practice squad, right? <laughs> I think they're going to keep Kyle Allen. Yeah, I think so. Too. And I think they're going to let go. They're going to release him, but put you know Barkley in the practice squad. Um, but I don't think that. Imagine if Matt Barkley's second Colts game went differently, and he didn't get injured too. So he's also injured. Yeah. Um, now it's an excuse, right? He's like, well, I can't, I can't show that I can. <laughs> Imagine if he started that off that game on fire, just like after the first preseason game. Oh, he's lighting it up, and then he gets injured, and we're just like, no. Uh, not an issue, though. I think they keep Kyle Allen because I think he has the highest ceiling between Barkley and Kyle Allen. And he's kind of a gunslinger, too. Similar. Which, similar to Josh Allen in that respect. Right. It's a little bit more similar to Allen than Barkley is. He's got a better arm. It's just more similar to Allen. And he will throw those balls. He's not afraid to, necessarily. No. He's just not as accurate as Josh Allen. Right. It's like a and he Fitz, can't extend right? plays. Like Fitz, Fitz did that too. He, he would throw it in there. He didn't care. He's like a poor man's Ryan Fitzpatrick. There you go. Younger. Younger. Not as accurate. Ryan Fitzpatrick, say what you will. He didn't have not, a good arm. But he not as good as a beard accurate. As, as Fitz. Oh, no. Definitely not. <laughs> that beard. Fitzy's beard was wall of fame worthy. You know, that was, that was incredible. Wasn't it awesome when he was in the stands in the Patriots game in the playoffs? Yeah, his shirt off and everything when it's like zero degrees. Yeah, and he was that, still that, on the he was still on Washington. He's still on the Washington's <laughs> roster at that point. <laughs> <laughs> he was still under. He was contractually obligated to be their starting quarterback. And yeah, here he is shirtless. Right, just yeah, that was cool. That was not only an amazing game, but that was one of the best moments from that game. You know, I even I remember talking with Eric Wood about that, which I have to re-release that that interview. But that was. Uh, I asked him about that. I said, I said, you love Fitzy. Like, like, do you see those same things in Josh Allen? So that was really cool talking with him about that, um, which we'll re- release again soon. Maybe very soon. We'll see. <laughs> uh, wall of shame. I had putting in the start. Mike, do you have anything on the wall of shame or are we going to move on? I'm giving you my move on. Sim- signal. Okay. <laughs> do you have any uh, examples of me being risk averse or? I think you were uh, slow to adopt the internet. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was one of the first people you always said because I got it before you did. I think you were like, I oh, was one of passing you. Pat. I was before you did. My family had it in my house. <laughs> now your dad does. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just like it was a fad as a as a as a fourteen year old. <laughs> this isn't gonna go anywhere, Dad. <laughs> all, all through the twenty tens, you're like, nah, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna go away. That sounds more like what John would say. John's totally against social media. They have the internet on computers now. (laughs) 
John's in, John's against all social media except for X. <laughs> Well, I got to follow the latest stuff for fantasy football. Oh, yeah. As soon as it comes out. Oh, nope. Cutting that guy. Got to trade that guy. <laughs> Speaking of which, I got to bring up the best ball league that we're doing. Um, just had someone else sign up for a listener. There's a, a link in the show notes for a best ball be- league that we're doing. It's a $35 thing. Um, the winner, I guess, gets whatever. That ends up being like $300 or something like that. And the second place and third place. Uh so it's going to be a cool little competition between three of us, any of the listeners that want to join. Um, the the Right now I have the draft as September 5th, but which is a Wednesday, I believe, but we could change that anytime depending on what the group thinks. So I need Mike and John to sign up for that first because I'm on there. So Mike and John. So best ball league, real quick, for anyone that's never done a best ball league, is you literally all you have to do is just draft your team. But you draft a big roster. I think it ends up being like 20 roster spots or 20 spots for like a 9 or 10-person roster right or starting lineup so 20 players 20 25 players i I can't remember and then you just they just take the best uh point totals for each player or each position um each week so you don't have to set up lineups you don't have to add players drop players or whatever like it's literally just a draft and just see who wins see if you pick the best lineup you know so you know if your starters get injured there's nothing you can do you just got to hope that you drafted enough enough depth to take care of that and uh it's a fun league we've done one once once, John, you and I did one like five or six years ago or something like that. Like might have even been longer than that, to be honest. But but this one will be like in one night. So we have that set up for September 5th. So $35 to join that. Um, September yeah. 5th is a Tuesday. Tuesday. That's what I meant. September 5th is Tuesday. <laughs> the I might not have put out the number of the league. So let me give it right here just in case you cannot find it. You'll know which one is me because my team's name is Third and Cole. Uh, the number, the league number is 57628. That's 57628. So I think you can search by league number or just circling the wa- circling the Wagons podcast best ball and do one of those two things. So do that. That'll be a fun thing to interact with listeners. We'll have the winner on of the of the podcast league at the end of the season or something like that'll be a fun. We'll, we'll, we'll do a giveaway too. I'll give away one of our T public shirts or uh, some autograph memorabilia. So winners got to come away with something besides just money, but yeah. Cool. Cool. So anything else you want to add to this preseason game? So as we did, Sweet Sassy Molassi plays the game, stats of the game, wall of fame, wall of shame. Um, anything else, John, Mike, that you want to add to this? Um, do we, so where are we at injury-wise? Obviously, Von Miller is is probably, we're assuming he's going to be on the pup to start and miss four games. Shane Ray is now on IR. He got released with an right. injury settlement from IR. Um I know Shakir and Bernard are both injured, but I'm not sure to what extent. I think uh, with when they when they might be back. I I heard that they were suiting up Bernard in practice the last couple of days before this last game. I don't think they just felt comfortable enough playing him in this game. Um, Do you think he's a starting middle linebacker week one? Yes, I think so. Do you? I mean, it's either him or Bernard, or I mean, Bernard Bernard or Dodson, right? I think they look at Bernard. I think he was starting to come away with that job, but he just didn't get the opportunity to actually play and show it. I think it's his. And I don't think, you know, I think we have to kind of temper expectations. I don't think Terrell Bernard's going to be as good as Tremaine Edmonds. I think he's going to be okay. Uh, I think he's going to be potentially an upgraded version of Tyrell Dodson, but he's not going to be a game wrecker. I think, I think we have to just, he's better in coverage than Tyrell Dodson is. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I think he's the best that we have, I think, there. The best of a okay situation, not great. 
it is interesting to see. It looked like Kyir Elam again played long into that game. So I think he's on the outside looking in for I that think, position. I think Benford is going to be the starter. Benford over Dean Jackson? Yeah. Do you? Interesting. Yeah. He started the game this week. He had that great pass breakup on third. Like, I think he, he's going to probably be the starter. But did Dean Jackson even play? I don't know. I didn't. See I don't think he did. I didn't see. I didn't see him play. I don't even know if Trey White played. So they might. No, have no, 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 no. Trey White did play. You know, no, no. It was it was Trey White and Benford to start, and then Ooh. and then Elam played after. I guess I don't remember Dane Jackson. Yeah, me either. So and I don't think he's on the injury report. So it's just he just didn't play. They wanted to rest him, man. Maybe they wanted Trey White to get more experience because he missed most of the season last year. <sighs> I don't know. You think Benford's going to start over Dean Jackson? I think uh, I think that could happen. Mm, he's looking good. He does look good. He did have some penalties the week before, but I mean, everybody half the had team. penalties the week before. <laughs> <laughs> Waterboy's getting flagged over here. <laughs> uh, I'd be for that. I'm not against that. I think Benford brings more athletically and uh, than than Dean Jackson does just a little bit less experience, but he did start off the season last year with Dean Jackson. Yeah. So, I mean, like, so you, you look at like these position battles, right? Like middle linebacker, it's like not a great problem to have, but a cornerback, it's a really good problem to have because they're all really good. Like you could start any of those three guys. I know, I know Elam's been struggling a little bit, but like those are team like three really good corners, right? Yes. You want to look at all the positional battles right now, just as we're closing out the preseason, real quick, before we do our fifty-three. Well, the only other one is is right guard. I'm pretty sure Torrance has he started every preseason game. Torrance won that one. He yeah. So I, I think it's him. Which it just goes to show you, because some folks like I had on Thad Brown on the podcast, and he's like Torrance looks like legit, and then Joe B does an article where he's like ah, he's not ready yet. He's still Ryan Bates's gig. Not, and then the next game, like. Ryan Bates doesn't start over Osiris Torrance. So it's like Osiris the virus, right, Mike? Yes. <laughs> That's a great nickname. Um, was that John Malkovich's character, Osiris? Cyrus the virus. Mm-hmm. But Osiris the virus. Kind of. You got to get a t-shirt for that. It's a good movie. It's a great movie. The best. <laughs> eh. I don't know about the past. <laughs> I don't know. The, I know. Let's not go too. Please, Mike. <laughs> Always got to one up us. It's a good movie. It's a great movie. It's the best ever <laughs> in cinema history. All time. <laughs> All time. Uh, yeah. So those were the three major competitions. The other thing was slot wide receiver, which it looks like is Deontay Hardy's. Um, that's going to be a fun topic of discussion for the 53 man roster cut down was is you know wide receiver and who they're going to keep there because i think that there's a few different options there and i'm not sure if they're gonna that's that's going to be one of the things where no none of us really know where they're going to go but it'll be interesting it's going to be interesting so um is there anything else you guys want to add for the preseason or anything else before i sign off this guy and let the folks know about the interesting uh notes for the podcast or anything like that we got some time if you want to add something else I don't think, I, no, I think we pretty much covered it, right? Kingsley Jonathan had another good outing, so that could that could be a tough decision. I he's not going to make the roster, but I like I like Kingsley Jonathan. Same, like the same. squad. Yeah, I, I'm in the same spot. Like, I, it's because he's got your name, dude. Of course you like him. <laughs> is it spelled like the? It is. It's a Jonathan, so it's spelled the same exact way. But it's his last a, name. <laughs> you would get his jersey for sure. <laughs> Oh that yeah, be, that, that, would that would be, that would be cool, yeah. that would be pretty cool. I wish there was but someone with an. You could get custom jerseys though. I could put my name on it. It's fine. But it's cool having the actual player. 
and the player not suck. I could get the number that he would have worn. <laughs> just... Dude, this no this guy over here, this guy here, he's the biggest Kingsley Jonathan fan I've ever seen. He got a custom jersey made no. for a guy that's on the Bills practice squad. <laughs> no, my no. It, it, in reality, my goal this year is to actually get a Josh Allen jersey because I don't have a, a, a current Bills jersey yet, believe it or not. And I, I'd like to get a Josh Allen. So, dude, those are big goals for you. So, what what is the last jersey that you have of a non current player? Like the last one you bought. Fred Jackson. Maybe I was wrong when I said Nate waits. John's freaking. This is the first year I'll have the captain's gold star. Well, I'm I'm I can I'm pretty stingy. Saying jerseys are expensive, um, but Fred Jackson was probably the last one that I had. Fred Jackson's been retired for like a decade. <laughs> That's funny. It still it still fits. So you know, I love Fred Jackson. That's a good one. That's a classic one. That one never goes out of style. You know. Last thing you want to do is get like a Dante Widner jersey, and then the guy ends up flaming out. Um, Fred Jackson's like a literal legend. Um, Kingsley Jonathan's a good one, John. I'm, I'm glad you just brought that up just now because I, I I would like to see him. He's one of those guys that kind of flashed, you know, here and there, and we never really mentioned specifically. So I like I like that one. I noticed uh, Cook had a good, uh, well, a, a decent blitz pickup, and the week before he had a good uh, pass block. So like that helps with the whole you know three down back thing right um obviously Allen Allen Diggs was 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 pretty fire two third down conversions um Isabella did not look good and he was already like before the game even started I thought he was not gonna make the roster and I think that's still gonna be the case um what else do I have here depends on if you have the bills keeping six wide receivers because I think that yeah I think I think, think someone else makes I think yeah. someone else makes it over him so yeah, but luckily, yeah, they, luckily, John, you've done a lot of research to find out like who they've kept over, like how many at, at each position they've kept over the last few seasons. So we can kind of use that as a as a baseline. Yeah, yeah, should be good. Um, Cam Lewis yeah. had a big play. Like, he had a big hit in the secondary at safety. Oh yeah, uh, we yeah. knocked the ball out. That was it. That was that was good he, to see. Yeah, I, he, he's had a good yeah preseason, and he he was good last year too. In in, in the year before, like in the year before that, like I, I love Cam Lewis. Thad it's Brown. Gonna be, it's going to be hard to keep seven corners. Although he can play safety, he can play nickel. Yes, he was playing safety, but I think he's the going to be the starting, um, or not the starting, the primary backup to Taron Johnson at nickel. So you got a guy that can do nickel corner and do well, you know, safety. Surat Neal can also play nickel. Surat Neal's had a pretty and halfway decent looks, preseason. He looks really good too. So that's like I have Neal above Cam Lewis. In an ideal world, I would have them both making the roster, but it's going to be hard. I think they will, but because yeah, then because then, then you're looking at eleven defensive backs. Which what, what, what did they have? They had ten, nine, eight. Yeah, that, which I don't think has happened in the last five years. So that would be something new. Yeah, that's going to be a fun conversation. So actually, that leads us to this last note for the podcast. It's a very important one. So. The thing that I wanted to bring up this episode was that if you've stuck on to the episode this long, we are leaving the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network. We're starting on our own. We're starting our own independent podcast feed. This is something we've been thinking about, talking about for a couple of years now. Um, and it's nothing specifically against the folks at Buffalo Rumblings. Like I, I get along with those. We all get along with those guys. Well, they're, they're really cool guys for the most part. Um, 
no big issues, but we just wanted to do something a little bit different. So, uh, like I mentioned, the 53 man roster cut, it's actually already available. I'm record, we're recording this Sunday night. We're going to record that episode right after, and I can post that right on our new feed right after, because I don't have to wait for another show to drop or anything like that on the network. Uh, so this is this is what I wanted to let you guys know of. Um, we'll discuss the move a little bit more on the other episode that we're recording, the 53-man roster cut down. I'll spend the last you know few minutes of that kind of describing exactly why we, we're leaving and give you a little bit more in-depth uh, behind-the-scenes reasoning why. Um, but it's definitely nothing personal specifically uh, with the group. I mean, this is where we got our start. We started with Buffalo Rumblings. We were the only podcast on the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network. We were that, that they started. I mean, we, they took our feed. Like that's basically, we had a feed of like at the time, like maybe 500 or so subscribers to the podcast. We were one of the first, you know, fan only podcasts in general for the Buffalo bills. That's why we started it just because there was, there was no one giving consistent, you know, information and podcasts, no one talking about it like we do uh, every week. And I said, well, let's do it ourselves. Like we, we talk about the bills every time we get together, John and Mike, like let's do it on a microphone. And obviously, you know, they stuck with it and we've been doing it seven years now, uh, but we just thought it was time for a change, time for a change. There's certain things that we were able to do that we, we weren't necessarily able to do under the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network feed. And uh, so if you guys are looking for us from the future, uh, you can find us on our own podcast feed. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, whatever. Wherever you go to find podcasts, you'll find us. Um, just search Circling the Wagons like we used to do. So uh, thank you. Obviously, you know, hopefully you subscribe to us there on that new channel. But obviously, you know, say subscribe to the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network if you'd like. Um, you know, there's a lot of good content there, obviously. A lot of great people, a lot of great folks there, too. So uh want to thank all those folks for, you know, making us their first podcast before, you know, there were 17 of us on there. It was just us. And then it joined one after another and it got bigger and bigger and grew a lot more. So I was happy to be a part of it. And uh it's kind of time to move on, though. It's kind of time to do new things. Time to spread our, ring, our wings. Speaking of being risk averse, <laughs> you know leaving the network. So uh, yeah, it's been a good, we've been there. We've been on this podcast seven years. So we've been on to Buffalo rumblings for almost six years now. So uh, it's been a fun trip been a fun journey. So also want to thank the twin spire Sportsbook at Delago for supporting us all these years. Uh, we went to the Delago resort and casino just a couple of years ago to do an interview with Bruce Smith and it's spawned from there into a really cool relationship and a really good sponsorship. One of the best places to go to. And we're so thankful that they sponsor us. And also that like, it's a really cool place to go. So if you haven't been there, you must check it out. It's right off exit 41 off the thruway. Thank you guys all for listening. I really appreciate all you that, you know, search the feed to find us because I know it's not super easy to find circling the wagons on us, but I know you guys do that. A lot of you do that each and every week, which we appreciate that you won't have to do that from now on. You can just subscribe to the new feed. So it'll be a lot easier from that, but also, you know, just letting us be a part of your bills conversation week in and week out. Uh, you know, it's been a pleasure of ours to talk with you guys. You got a lot of you like message us or email us or DM us. And we certainly appreciate it. A lot of you said a lot of nice things over the last few, few weeks and months about, you know, the way that we talk, because we are, you know, really good friends off air, obviously. And uh, there's very few podcasts that have friendships like ours that, you know, we talk bills and we make fun of each other. We go off on tangents like Dapper Dan and my buddy and stuff like that. And it's all, it's all a good time. Um, it's all fun. And 
We appreciate you guys being a part of it. So, so look for us there. Look for our 53 man roster cut down on the new podcast feed. So signing off for the last time on the Buffalo rumblings podcast network for John, where else would you rather be than right here, right now? I love you guys. Go bills. <laughs> for Mike fight on my men, sir. Andrew, so you should just pick up another Marv Levy line. Be like, you know, podcast on my men. <laughs> And Mike's having issues with this mic in the last episode. <laughs> this is like indicative. Sorry, this is pretty funny. Um, he's trying. Oh, the new one's going to be better, though, guys. Like, trust me, the new one's going to be. We're going to get this down for sure between the three of. <laughs> Thank you. Well done. Well done, Mike. S- seven uh, years over. Still having issues. And for me, Nate, um, this isn't goodbye. This is. I'll see you later. Go Bills, and we'll talk to you guys on the new feed. Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's Charlie Tango Whiskey Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills! Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, mate. <laughs>